Hey there, safety enthusiasts. This is Tim Ludwig from safetydoc.com. It's good to have you here. Welcome to Insights into Your Safety Culture podcast, which is simulcast as a blog on safetydoc.com. Join us on safety-doc.com for 30 years of research, stories, videos, books, and blogs, all to get your safety culture fix. Now let's get to it. Okay, folks, get this in your head. Tattoo it on the back of your hand so you can be reminded at any time. Behavior is neutral. Behavior is neutral. This simple mantra, it can set your safety program free of the dysfunctions that kill your safety culture. See, behavior is not wrong or right, good or bad. It just is. So approach behaviors dispassionately, like, like you're an objective scientist. You know, chemists consider their basic elements, like oxygen and helium, as neutral, not good or bad or right or wrong. They only describe the elements based on their observable traits. And they understand them best when they interact with other controlled situations. The elements themselves are neutral. They just are. A chemist doesn't think of hydrogen as good or bad, right or wrong. For them, hydrogen has one proton and no neutrons. It has a standard atomic weight of 1.0008, and it is the most abundant element in the universe. There, it's simple. Now, when elements interact, they have predictable outcomes. And is the outcomes of these interactions that are not neutral. So when two hydrogen atoms combine with a carbon atom, you have hydrocarbon, a molecule that occurs naturally here on Earth. And then when they interact, that's when things get more interesting. So the chemist's dispassionate and objective analysis of the interaction between hydrogen and carbon, you know, it's led to some of the most amazing applications of our modern age. Hydrocarbons in different petroleum configurations help save lives, help machines fly, power industrial plants. These industrial plants that make our medicines and our flying machines, along with all the lubricants and propellants and explosives and plastics that hydrocarbon are a part of. The list could go on and on and on. Put in context, the neutral and humble hydrocarbon can very can be very good and right through these many applications. But take good note, it's the same neutral hydrocarbon that can also kill and destroy, given another context. You know, we've had so many disasters involving hydrocarbons. You know, it's focused the need for our attention on process safety. These disasters include refinery explosions in Texas City and, and in Mexico and, and hydrocarbon spills in the Gulf of Mexico, Alaska, and, and in the Niger Delta. I've seen it myself. And these disrupt communities of fauna, including humans, and flora. Our society is now debating the role of the simple hydrocarbon in climate change. Put in context, the neutral hydrocarbon can be very bad and perhaps, at times, wrong for our world. Neutral elements 
with positive or negative outcomes are based on the context they're put into as they interact with other things. So let's get back to considering the neutrality of behavior. This is Tim breaking into this podcast to tell you about my book, Dysfunctional Practices That Kill Your Safety Culture. A manager finds himself on top of a stepladder. A woman removes the guard to her machine. A worker is not wearing her safety glasses in the plant. A rustabout uses the wrong size clamp instead of retrieving the right tool. A supervisor teaches a new worker to take a shortcut. A mechanic climbs on top of an active machine to find the oil leak. What? Why do these folks do these things? Is it because they're stupid? We'll find out. Read or listen to the first chapter of Dysfunctional Practices on safetydoc.com. Dysfunctional Practices, available now on Amazon and lulu.com. And now, back to our podcast. So, I'm going to take a risk to prove this point. One that, well, I'm sure, could hurt my reputation with you safety professionals out there, but, you know, I'm feeling the love, so... I'm going to publish my scandalous confession right here on this podcast. I'm going to admit to you right now that the whole time I've been writing this article, the whole time I've been publishing this podcast, I haven't put on a hard hat. There. Now you know. No hard hat whatsoever touched my head the whole time. Now, was I wrong? to have forsaken a hard hat while writing? Would I have been right if I would have had a hard hat on? No. If I put on a hard hat as I sat down to write at my computer, it wouldn't make me safer. <laughs> it would just make me look ridiculous. This is because behavior is neutral. Thus, putting on a hard hat is not right. It is an action that must be defined by the situation I'm in. Situation I'm in now, a hard hat, does not make me safer. So it's the situation in which the behavior occurs that makes all the difference. It is the situation that determines the outcome of the behavior. Therefore, it's the situation that defines the behavior as safe or at risk. So could you think of a situation where putting on a hard hat will keep me safe? Certainly. You have a probably you probably have a lot of areas in your work sites in which the simple behavior of putting on a hard hat would indeed keep me safe if I was there. That situation would define my behavior, putting on a hard hat, as safe. And <laughs> as an added bonus, you can tell me why my behavior would keep me safe, which would be a central indicator, ingredient, to change my behavior. So consider your plant's rules regarding hard hats. I'll bet you define the situations and places in which hard cat hats must be worn. You don't say just generally, wear a hard hat. I bet if I went into your front office and looked at your managers in their office tapping on their computers, they wouldn't have their hard hat on either. But in your plant, you can specifically say in this situation, if you wear a hard hat, you will be safe. So it's a situation that defines the behavior as safe. Well, I'm going to take a bigger risk. I'm going to prove my point further. This morning, I'll, I'll freely admit to you, I bent 
at the waist. Yep, that's right. All the way to the floor. Was that wrong? You can easily think of a situation where bending at the waist will put me at risk for an injury. Perhaps if I was picking up a 40-pound load and twisting it to putting it on the back of a truck bed. In this case, it would be the situation that caused my behavior to put me at risk. The behavior itself, bending at the waist, was neutral. This morning, I wasn't picking up any loads. Instead, I was doing yoga. (laughs) Because I'm getting old and my body hurts if I don't. Now, I look pretty awkward, certainly. (laughs) The yoga teacher tells me to do a forward fold. I I just call it bending at the waist. And everybody else is doing it fine, and, and, and I was fairly awkward. But I did the behavior this morning in the context of my yoga class. Bending at the waist actually probably made me safer today because it loosened my back. And you older folks out there, I suggest it highly. We could go on and on. Did you reach out and grab your coffee by the handle this morning? Is that wrong? Is that behavior wrong? But is there a situation where you can reach out the same way and stick your fingers in some active equipment where they could get crushed? Same behavior, different situations. I'll say it again. It's a situation that defines the behavior as safe or at risk. Your processes, your procedures, your equipment, facilities, your policies, your supervision, your programs, your training, your meetings, all of these are the very situations we're talking about. These are the situations that interact with the behavior to produce the potential for good or bad outcomes, thus defining the behavior as safe or at risk. So here is a sobering yet empowering question. Who's in control of the situation that your workers are put into? The ones that lead to at-risk or safe behaviors? Well, most likely you are. You can't change a person, but it, it should be empowering to know that you can change behaviors because you're in control of the context in which your employees are put. The point is a critical change of mindset central to the safety culture change you're pursuing. When you consider a behavior as neutral, we seek to understand how the situation put the worker in the position to take the risk in the first place. Through this, we learn to design the situations for workers that put them in the best position to engage in the safe behaviors. So do you notice the distinct way this is a different approach to understanding behavior? Instead of assigning a label like stupid or lazy, instead of blaming the worker or getting mad and frustrated or engaging in some other dysfunctional practice that kills your safety culture, you know, instead, observe behavior as a neutral source of information that can lead you to an analysis providing solutions that can change these behaviors for the better. When you go out to your site and see a worker behave in a way that puts them at risk, 
back off the urge to get passionate and lash out at the worker. Instead, step back, just like a scientist would, and go, huh, well, that's interesting. Why is that behavior occurring right now? Approach any incident with a clear understanding of the cause and effect relationships between the behaviors related to the risk and the reasons why that person, either knowingly, on purpose, or unknowingly, found themselves in a position to take that risk. This podcast is a production of safetydoc.com and is copyrighted by Timothy Ludwig, Ph.D., all rights reserved. For those small doses of inspiration, visit safetydoc.com. If you would like Dr. Ludwig to speak at your corporate or society safety function, simply use the contact link on safetydoc.com. Thanks for listening.